Uh, this is Landon Angelo. It's December 23rd, 2016. Um, looking for work. Advice from all sides of the issue. Beauty contest. Growth over stability. Desperation over all else. Uh, these are things on my mind this morning. Uh, it is uh, Friday... Um, and I am heading into work with a with a bit of knowledge today that that there is a, a history at my job of uh, people getting laid off today. Today's the beginning marks the beginning of the company being shut down for a little bit of time. It's a few days they shut down, but uh, it's funny when Christmas falls on whatever day it falls on, uh, we usually get I don't know two or three days off. Uh, depending on the, on the part of the week, not important. Uh, but I have noticed I've been there for three years that uh, there is always a layoff, or a couple of layoffs, right about this time. Today would be the day if they were going to do it. You know, companies are real cutthroat. It's funny. I I think about this all the time because it's happened to me four times that I've had to pack my desk and leave the the office in a state of. Uh, uh, bewilderment. Uh, it's not a fun experience, and it happens a lot. It happens for many reasons. I'm lucky enough to have never been fired. I don't consider it getting fired when they eliminate your position, but uh, and it's never been performance based, which is good. So I think some of the people that have gotten laid off at my company over the past three years, I've been there, and, and apparently beyond that. Uh, we're laid off for uh, performance-related reasons. So it might have been their fault. I don't know. But they're cutthroat about it, you know. I have heard stories, and I have gone to happy hour a couple of times with some people that I liked from the job who were uh, let go or, or quit under uh, uh, stressful circumstances where they were about to be let go. Um, and it's... I don't know, it always, I, I know this experience so well at this point. Uh, families all, or, uh, I'm sorry, slip a tongue. Companies always try to encourage a family atmosphere sometimes. I mean, if it's, at least the companies I've worked for, they always, they always go pretend to be super cool, you know. Uh, everybody knows why they're there. Uh, and there's a, there's a hierarchy of, of power structure and all that stuff. But they like to pretend it ain't there. It's funny. Uh, until, until the real thing goes down, something goes wrong, and then somebody's out the door, and all that family and friendly stuff is, is just forgotten. And I know this for a fact because there's a, there's a woman that, that was my superior for a while. I was under her for over a year. And uh, she likes to pretend. She likes to put on a front. But when I talk to the people that quit or were let go uh, under her management, they did not have very nice things to say about the process of being let go or being forced out. So all that stuff is a management technique or something. I don't know what they're trying to pull. I don't know why we can't all just be out in the open about how why we're there. I'm here because I'm being paid. You have me here because you need me to perform a service. 
our relationship can stop and start with, with those two things and it's fine. You know, nobody's feelings are going to be hurt. As long as I get paid and as long as you get what you expect from me, there, there is no reason for us to discuss it further. We don't need to have coffee breaks together. We don't need to eat lunch together. We don't need to go out and pretend to smile and be friends. I hate that. There's no reason for it. Because it makes when you get laid off even, even more awkward or when you get fired even worse. Because it's like a betrayal then. And it doesn't have to be. It can be all business. If it's going to be all business, just make it all business from the beginning to the end. And that's okay. You know, you shouldn't be looking for your relationships at, at work anyway. Whatever. Uh, so I'm thinking about that today because I'm about to walk into the office. And, and one never knows whether it's at the beginning of the day that they're going to let you go. Or if they're going to... This is the dirtiest move of all. They make you work your whole shift so that they can get squeeze every last bit of blood out of your body before they throw you out in the garbage. Uh, so the illustrator at my work, he was telling me that he's pretty scared of getting let go. Today will be the day, uh, unless things are changing, they're going to wait until the first of the year. Your new year's resolution should be to get your resume in order. Uh, well, anyway, I worry for him, I worry for me, I worry for other people, I, I don't know. It's a defense now. I am, I'm sort of set up to be scared about it. And I am. Uh, so it gets me thinking about looking for work, which is one of my least favorite activities in the world, is looking for a job. Uh, I think that I've had many, many times when I was laid off during a, re a bigger issue in the economy. There were uh, large factors at play in the economy that, that contributed to my particular job's demise and then you know it makes it really hard to get back in because you're in you're a, suddenly you find yourself swimming in a public pool on a Saturday afternoon in late July and everybody's in there and everybody's pee is in there and everybody's kids are in there and it's just like I'm not going to be able to swim very well I'm just going to float here and hope I don't swallow any of this water uh yeah <laughs> So uh, I think the worst of those was looking for work in, uh, I guess it was 2009, that I found myself, I, it was my most profitable job. And without going into great detail, I chose an industry early on that was very profitable for a time, and then it saw its peak and, and valley. Now, I never made a lot of money, but it was better money than I make now, uh, I, I, you know, I had a, I had a very specific skill set that is obsolete in a way, uh, and the environment has changed in a way that has sort of made it even more less important than it used to be. It used to be a frontier, and now it's nothing. Uh, not important what that is. It's just it involves design. So now I'm a design of a different kind that that is not as important and that doesn't pay as well, and that's okay. But in 2009, I think was the real. Uh, between the years 2007 and 2008, uh, that was on its decline, and I was riding out the last wave of the last job I was ever to have in that field. Uh, and as a designer there, I had a lot of uh, clout, whatever, and, and it's sort of different now. 
But finding yourself in the job pool in 2009 is just about the worst thing in the world. Uh, that was not a fun time. As everybody knows, history has shown that that was not a good time in the, in the U.S. economy or the world economy. And uh, finding a job was difficult. And I applied to anything and everything I could find because I had a rent to pay. I was living in uh, central Los Angeles and really trying to keep my head above water. I, it was rough. Uh, I took that opportunity to begin freelancing. Uh, and looking for work freelancing in 2009 was not a lot different than looking for a full-time job either. Even at Starbucks or Macy's or wherever other retail thing I, th I felt like I could do. Uh, I couldn't get a job in a restaurant. I couldn't get a job in a bistro. I couldn't get a job selling shoes. I just couldn't get a job. And the freelance was, at that particular time, it was a, what did they call that, a buyer's market? You could basically, as a buyer of illustrators and, and design, you could charge whatever you wanted. Or you could, I'm sorry, you could offer whatever you wanted and people were scooping it up because they were desperate. And that is the most turmoil I've been in. Uh, I know everybody's experience is different. Uh, but I, it, wasn't, it wasn't just me. Um... So looking for work, uh, it's very stressful. I think it's more stressful than working. Because it's so, I don't know, un, it's so unclear what's going to happen. The future's so uncertain. And it's so unsettled. And uh, I had real expenses that if I were to lapse on them even a little bit, I would have been out in the street. And, and that was a period of time when I can actually see how people end up homeless. Because I didn't, I was alone uh, for the first time in a while and uh, uh, trying to do it all on my own and, and really doing adjustments. And, and uh, Okay, so that's that. Uh, advice from all sides of the issue. I remember during that period of time, and when I'm looking for work, you hear all kinds of advice and it's all over the place. You never know which is right thing. You know, don't work for free because people will take advantage of you. Work for free whenever you can because it's a good opportunity and maybe they'll hire you in the future. Things like that. Uh, what else did they say? You know, don't, don't just send a bunch of blind resumes in. Uh, but, but that's basically what the unemployment office wants you to do. Uh, make contacts and pester them. But don't pester them. Because they don't know, because during a time when people are being inundated with resumes and, and needy folks out there trying to get money, uh, they're not going to want to hear from you. So be patient. I don't know. Follow up with a, with a phone call. Follow up with an email. Don't do marketing during a downswing. Do lots of marketing during a downswing. All of that stuff. Advice is all over the place, and, and you never know what's going to work. And honestly, I don't know that that's maybe advice during periods like that is pointless. You, you sort of follow advice so you don't feel like you're not doing anything. I applied for, I, I had a spreadsheet going and it was a very well thought out spreadsheet because I had a lot of time to track things. Uh, I applied to over 800 positions and uh, I don't know, three, 400 open, open uh, calls for uh, artists and things like that. All, 
so it was in the thousands in the in the few years that I was out there by myself with no steady income. Uh, I made under I don't know I probably made under five thousand four thousand dollars one year and and less than that the next. It got real rough, um, and none, none of that advice turned it around for me. So I guess that's why I was thinking about that. Because when you when you're looking for work, you gotta kind of every time I'm looking for work, I have to sort of refresh myself. You know, what's the advice now? What people were saying in the '90s isn't what they were saying in the early 2000s. Isn't what they're saying a few years ago, and it won't be what they're saying if I get laid off again. The landscape changes real fast, and uh, so you got you kind of you're stuck listening to advice and then trying it out, and then when it doesn't work out or it does work out, you know we got our confirmation bias. Uh, well, that's that's neither here nor there. That's I'm all over the place with that beauty contest. Looking for work reminds me, and being a freelancer and, and being an artist and putting yourself out there reminds me of a beauty contest because it has very little to do with what you can actually do and more to do with how it looks how you look how you appear uh, because usually people are picking you based on some impression they have or something they saw at you and it doesn't have anything to do with the actual skills so I have, I'm a very skilled graphic artist do I look like one on paper? I'm not sure apparently I don't because I had over a thousand job applications that went nowhere um, it was very hard every time I'd been out of work to find a new job and that's why I would listen to so much advice because I'm wondering is it my resume is it my portfolio is it both is it my uh, my cover letter all that nonsense you gotta do that's what makes it such a nightmare because it's a beauty competition and in the end um, you just feel ugly when you don't find, when you don't get any results or any response at all, or, or re- I would have preferred lots of rejections, honestly, because for the most part I got ignored. And I know there were millions of resumes being passed around during p- different periods of time when I've been laid off. But uh, still, uh, getting, getting, putting yourself out there and getting nothing—not even hate mail—is uh, very. It, it, is an, it is an ego exercise, you know. It's like you have to be confident in order to project confidence. And project, projecting confidence will put you in a better position. But you can't project confidence if you don't have any. And you're not going to have any putting thousands of emails out and, not just, and making phone calls every week and all that. And getting nothing back in return. So the beauty competition, it just make, it makes you feel real ugly because I, I, I would see the people that get attention and I'm friends around me who, who were just sparkly in their, their portfolios were sparkly, their resumes were beautiful. I don't know. They, they, uh, they're the prettier girls. I mean, and I don't, I, beauty competitions are disgusting because beauty is on the inside and beauty is, is from what you do and who you are, not what you look like. What you look like can be completely altered by those other things. And I think that's true of looking for work, too, of an employee, too. But this is not how you get hired. There's lots of advice about how to get hired, and I think the best ones I heard is make relationships so that you can, you can show how pretty you are. 
on the inside to someone in person who will remember you later. And uh, that is a skill I definitely need to work on, creating relationships and networking. I just don't enjoy it at all. Uh, I want strategic relationships, uh, but I don't want to have to make them myself, like, based on strategy, which is a bigger topic I should probably discuss because that is... I'm going to write that down for later because that is actually something that I that I do need to call and a part of my personality that needs to change because I learned a lot about networking and I have act, I've enacted none of it. Okay, growth over stability, de- desperation over all else. I think about the kinds of jobs that I've ended up with and uh, most important was not the job and where that job led inside of itself, inside the structure of the company. What was more important is what I learned there and how I could apply it to the next job. Uh, so I think growth is more important than stability. If, if I had the opportunity to work in an industry that's unstable, if I, if I felt like I was continuing to build skills and a portfolio and a, and a network of relationships and a resume and all that stuff that would lead to other types of work of its kind that I enjoyed doing that would lead, again, to more growth, I would pick that. However, and that's why I say desperation above all else, I would not have said that in 2009 when I couldn't pay my rent. Because that's all fine and good for a long-term career. But to be perfectly honest with if you're a young person and you live with your parents, uh, or, or if you're a millennial and are no longer a young person and you live with your parents, you know who you are. You're 31 years old. You live with your parents because that's what they do now. That's what I heard. I've seen it. It's interesting. Uh, if you're one of those and you got you got a little cushion, good for you. Wonderful. Maybe you can. Maybe you will not be in a position to be desperate. However, desperation trumps everything. Uh, I'm gonna have to stop using that word. I hate it now. Uh, desperation is the bigger issue always because if you got to make your rent or you're going to be in this, on the street or you built you got bills to pay you, you college loans or whatever it is and somebody's gonna or, or you know some guido's gonna show up and break your knuckles i think that you have to maybe make some sacrifices and that's what i've done most of the time so i give myself a break for that uh i've been lucky that every time i i took a job where i thought it was a, a it was more like a strategy to pay my bills than anything i did learn things so it's never not worked out. Uh, not yet. Now, those, it could have been better if I had been in a position with more of a cushion because I think I could have taken internships or pursued more actively or taken more time to pursue different career paths that uh, probably would have taken longer to pay. But look, there's no shame in paying your bills. I mean, God, what are you supposed to do? You know, if... if what are you supposed to do? And there are people who are in relationships where the other person's counting on you. Uh, you both work real hard, but the other person's counting on you. You can't be the kind of person who's like, well, I'm following my dream. So I'm going to need 10 solid years of you paying my bills for me. Um, if you got somebody who's willing to do that for you and loves you unconditionally like that, good for you. But I think it creates some tension. I can vouch for that. 
so desperation above all else. But I'm always looking strategically for a new job that will grow a skill that will lead to another job. It's never about the permanence of the job. I, I haven't ever bought into that American illusion. Uh, the permanence of the job is a nonsense, especially if you're creative. So uh, more important to look for growth opportunities within that. We, you know, am I going to learn a skill? Am I going to make relationships? Blah, 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 blah. But always pay your bills. Uh, and for God's sake, move out of your parents' house. Come on. You can't. You can't be complaining about what your ma told you when you're 30 years old. You just can't. You gotta move out. Look, it's important. This is more Susie Orman shit. I hate that. The, the, the kind of advice where, like, if your parents can support you, you should, you should follow your dream. I don't know about that. Maybe some of your dreams should involve not living with your parents. That's just me. That's an old guy talking. I think independence is a huge growth opportunity. So I, I, I'm glad I never lived with my parents longer than that. Uh, I would have killed them anyway. Okay, so that's enough of that. So uh, the, when I'm going into work, we'll see if I get laid off. So uh, December 23rd, 2016, Leonard D'Angelo. Uh, 